The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. And welcome to Portal of the Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage for games you play on your table and on your television. We are a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and thrilled to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I am one of your hosts, Kyle Hyman, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy who slapped down COVID, Josh Borboni. How are you doing this evening? Hey, I'm good. I don't know if that's, if that's accurate. I think I got slapped down by COVID, but... Uh... I survived, so... <laughs> you slapped last. That's the thing that that counts. Sure, sure. He might not have felt it. He or she might not have <laughs> felt it, but I tried. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing better than I was. That's, That's good. <laughs> That's good. Well, and dear listener, uh, Josh is still partially under the weather. I have a horrendous cold. <laughs> um, so we're going to do our best to not have a ton of like sniffs and sneezes and coughs and things like that as we go through. And you could probably hear... My voice is a little different than usual. Right. Uh, so we're going to do our best to try to not annoy you. And we'll see how long we can do this because we're both just like, well, neither of us feel great, but we need to get this done because we <laughs> want to get this done. Uh, but we'll kind of see how long this actually lasts for. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So like I said, if there's like random pauses where there's silence, it's probably because one of us muted our microphone so we could cough or sneeze or something like that. I will try to take care of all of that in editing, but we'll see how it goes. So uh, Josh, with that, my pregame. Yeah question for you this week if you had to guess right now josh yeah could you name the top three grossing domestic movies at the box office right now in the united states for the year of 2022 what are the this year yeah for this year top three grossing domestic movies and i'm using just domestic because there's one very monkey wrench that happens when we do worldwide which we'll talk about just domestic top three movies right now this year what do you think they are I'm even hesitate. I'm I'm like struggling to think of what came out this year in theaters. Yeah, uh, right. Um, maybe Scream might be on that list. Um, Dune. Dune was last like November. Last November. It's not. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think. It was that long ago, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So you're Scr- right. Scream is number four. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of what's out. <laughs> Uh, the Batman has to be on there, right? Batman is number one. Nicely done. Nicely done. Sonic 2. Sonic 2 is number three. Nicely done, Josh. Uh, what would be the last movie I would guess? Well, I know it's not the last duel. That came out last year, though. Uh, um, what came out in theaters where people were like, you gotta see this in theaters. Is it everything, everywhere, all at once? No, it's not. But that is also okay. a very new movie that just came out, so it's okay. not everything, everywhere, all at once. <clears throat> I don't know what what is the one I'm missing. Josh, the number two domestic movie right now is Uncharted. Oh, I would not have guessed that. And my parents just went and saw that, and I was like, "Wow!" My mom saw the Uncharted movie before, before I did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Josh. So here here's my like question. I want to postulate to you, and granted. 2022 box office we're you know still in april we haven't hit any of the summer movies yet like it's still the box office is still weird with how things are releasing 
Would you have thought, or like, Josh, two of the top three movies are based on video game franchises right now. It's kind of crazy because we still kind of live in this world where they haven't made a successful like video game movie. But two of the top three movies are video game movies, Josh. Yeah. I mean, I think Sonic kind of broke the mold, the first one. Yeah. Um, although I still argue that uh, that last Mortal Kombat was good. But it's not. I don't think it's on the level of the original. So, um, yeah, like we're kind of in this. It's not a renaissance because they keep trying and failing. We're in this like mediocre sense of <laughs> video game movies. Um, yeah. It's just more mainstream, right? Which is good, right? right? So it's getting more. Uh, I think the TV shows are faring better than the movies in general. But uh, it gets it's kind of like comics had their time. Now video games are back in yep. cinema. So uh, the one um, other like kind of recent video game movie that did really well was obviously Detective Pikachu. Yes. Um, which uh, Uncharted actually just passed to be like, I think like the second highest grossing video game movie of all time or something like that. Uh, but I think it is, you know, obviously Sonic 2 is off to a great start. Likely, you know, uh, Uncharted right now domestically is at 144 million. Uh, Sonic 2 is at 119 million. Yeah. So with time, I think that obviously Sonic 2 is likely is going to pass Uncharted. Sure. Um, you know, just since it's only, you know, 30 million behind or so right now. And only been out like two weeks. So just surprising, right? Like we always had lived in this age where, you know, video game movies were a dud. Like nobody ever wanted to go to them. And now suddenly, though in a probably not typical box office time, uh, you know, two of the top three movies right now. Uh, yeah. Two of the top three movies, video game franchises. Nice. Okay, Josh, the reason I did not do worldwide gross is that when you do the worldwide breakdown right now, the Batman is still number one. But Uncharted drops to number three and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 drops to number four because there's a new movie that is um, slated there that is globally number two for box office. But in the U.S. is only taken in $117,000. But it still has gross worldwide $626 million. Do you have have you do you have any I idea have what this no movie clue. is? No clue. Uh, the movie is called Watergate Bridge. Oh. Um and it is the sequel to The Battle at Lank Chanquin and it follows the Chinese people's volunteers soldiers on a new task and now their battlefield is a crucial bridge on the retreat route of American troops. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so yeah, um it is obviously a Chinese movie. Um but yeah, it has Made a whole lot of money, uh, $626 million globally. I guess when um, it's like mandatory viewing, it counts. <laughs> so, yeah. So that is the number two movie uh, in, in globally right now. Uh, still trailing the Batman, but ahead of Uncharted um, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, the next one then, uh, the number... And this is what is really interesting. The number five movie, movie globally is another Chinese movie. Um called too cool to kill oh um in order to fully realize his dream of being a comedian wei <laughs> cheng gong accidentally broke into a dangerous scam under the persuasion of actress milan but wei jeng kong didn't know he was already involved in another real and ridiculous plot there oh. you go that's the the summary wow. josh <laughs> so okay <laughs> but yeah there you go uh so China has two of the top five movies of the, of the year so far, uh, and nice. the other Good three being U.S. releases. But yeah, there we go. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that in the 2022, two video game movies would be in the top three for domestic box office gross in the middle of April? 
like I said, we'll see what happens this summer with, uh, I'm assuming, some big hitter. I'll be honest. I don't even know what's coming out this summer. Me I neither. should know. I, I know Jurassic World. and Oh, that's right. And Top Gun. Um, oh, that's right, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't really think of too many other ones right now. So, but there we go. Uh, Josh, what's the last? Did you, have you been to the theater recently? Uh, recently, no. Or what was the last movie you saw in the theater? Oh, boy. Um, I think, oh. When we took my son to see the Paw Patrol movie, maybe okay. last year. Gotcha. But I don't. Yeah, that's probably the most recent. Yeah, Spider Man was the last time I was in the theater. Oh, Spider Man. Okay, yeah, Spider Man. Yeah. So December. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to go again. I like going to movies though, and I just haven't really had the desire to go. I don't know. Yeah, so. I hear you. All right. Well, hey, let's move on with the show then. Thanks so much for joining us this week, everyone. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggested topics, hit us up at Board with VG on Twitter or check out all the awesome stuff over on the Instagram, also Board with VG. We're proud to be part of the PSVG Podcast Network, and we encourage you to check out all the shows on the network, like the PSVG Podcast, the Nintendo Shack, PSXP, Dollar Cinema, and anything else we might decide to do on a podcast feed near you. And we're also a member of the Dice Tower Podcast Network. So if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, we encourage you to check out the Dice Tower Podcast Archive, as well as all the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. So with that, Josh, you know, you have you were off last week. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure, you know, just <laughs> with COVID stuff, just tons of games you've been playing, right? You know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's certainly what a lot of people thought, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think had my wife not tested positive two days into my quarantine, I definitely would have gotten more game time because I would have still been quarantined by myself. Uh, So that was definitely a thought. I thought for sure after the first like two or three days, I would be in the mood to play games, which uh, is kind of sort of true a little bit. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I watched a lot of TV. Because I really thought I would have some motivation to play games, and and I didn't, because uh, I just felt too terrible for the first few days. Yeah. But luckily, I got that antiviral prescription, so I did start to feel better, which gave me time to um, play more Horizon Forbidden West, to the point where I did complete Horizon Forbidden West. Um, I still have so much stuff to do. And yeah. I didn't. I didn't intentionally um, streamline it. I think. I think I got all of the errands and side quests completed. So oh, I was nice. like, okay, but I didn't get like all the hunting grounds and mm, yeah, um, van, like camps and and stuff like that done. I just kind of let those things like if I walked if I went past them, I would let that be like how it progressed. I didn't finish. I don't think I finished all the collagens. I think there's at least one more left. Um, but, uh, it did feel completely natural when I was heading towards the end story. Like I didn't feel like I was missing something. I made sure to like continuously save just in case and, yeah, and everything kind of just worked out naturally. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I finished the game. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Uh, and trying to stay spoiler free, obviously, what did you yeah. think of like that end mission? Was uh, it satisfying? Uh, I you know I liked it. I, I don't know that it didn't have the same scope or the same like feel as the last mission in Horizon Forbidden uh, Horizon Zero Dawn to me. Like yeah. it felt 
maybe anticlimactic a little bit, um, or maybe low stakes, something along those lines. Like I didn't really feel like it was like the proper end of a game end. Okay. Like at least in Zero Dawn, like you come to this climax, right? You've gone through this crazy journey. You you've been by yourself. You're finally getting to answers, and you actually think where you're going to end up is an actual end to a story, right. and then they kind of twist it. And I and it's very clear, at least where you are at the story point. And I finished, I completed at 71 hours. So also knowing playtime, like, okay, so I know the end is here, but it still feels like it's still ramping up to an end. Right. Um, which, I mean, and I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't. Um, but I really didn't feel like it was at the stakes were as high as the first game. Yeah, there was, uh, I would agree that they were a little clearer with where things were progressing to at the end of this one compared to yes. the first one. So you got to the end, you're like, oh, this is an end, okay. Yeah. But you're not like, oh, man, did you see that? I didn't see that coming. Right. It was very much like, this is the end. Until very next time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So. Yes. Uh, but I, I, loved, I still love the game uh, so very much. Uh, I had a lot of technical glitches. Oh. Really. I think seems to put me in the minority, uh, which is kind of a bummer for me for knowing how much I love this game series. That why do I get to suffer? <laughs> but what kind of glitches did you have? Uh, just a lot of like um, opening a menu and the game just freezes, um, glitching through objects and walls, falling, kind of like my original Assassin's Creed level glitchiness. Oh wow! Dang. Um, but you know, I got, I got through it. Uh, the, the saves thing was like, I had, sometimes I would lose like 30 minutes because so bizarre. the save point was so far away from where I started. And then it just to glitch out of me, like trying to open my menu at a workbench. That's so bizarre. Yeah. But I mean, you know, cause the that, only real, I give that my, my pass. <laughs> I guess the only real glitches I had and these must have gotten fixed were every once in a while if I would like be going through something really, really fast. Yeah. Like instead of like having like a stutter for a load, like I'd get like a complete black screen for like a half of a second. And then like everything oh, would that, load. That was load happening to me sometimes too. And then but that after one of the patches that they did, like that never happened again. Okay. So but that was the only real like quote unquote glitch that I really had while I was playing. Yeah, I still had those sometimes. Like, I clipped to a black screen and clipped back, which was jarring. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm not gonna be too mad about it. I was still able. I mean, I played through Cyberpunk, so I can give Horizon <laughs> a, a pass. <laughs> uh so yeah. Uh, one of the things I did decide to get during this quarantine, I had to go through because it ended up being my wife and my son at the same time. Was we uh, we got Lego Star Wars? Um, actually, it's funny because I bought it and then literally five minutes after I bought it, I won it on a in a Twitter <laughs> contest. So I had to I refunded it through the Xbox Store. So technically, I won Lego Star Wars. Um, so we only really played through the first through Phantom Menace, but we kind of did it. We did split screen, so. You know, I had to be patient with my son, and then my wife played for a little bit. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed I enjoyed my time with it. I got a lot more to play before I can really land solidly anywhere in the game, but 
I don't typically play the Lego games, so it's an interesting uh, journey for me. Gotcha. Uh, which of the uh, trilogies did you start with? The first, the, or, okay. the prequels. You did start with prequels? Okay. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, so after Horizon, I was like, what should I start? So, I, you know... I was still not feeling super great, so I jumped into Tiny Tina's, played some more Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, and for whatever reason, I wasn't like feeling it uh, just at the moment, whatever it was. Um, probably just being sick. Uh, so I, you know, I completed another chapter and then I saved it. And I still had some, it was only like 10 o'clock at night. I was like, where am I going? <laughs> really quick, Josh, before you move on. Yeah. Okay. No, I just wanna I wanna float an idea out here to you and if, if it's it's okay, you can shoot it down immediately. You know, you didn't really play much in Dig Borderlands three. Yes. You you know, Tiny Tina wasn't really hitting for you. Maybe you just don't like Borderlands that much, Josh. <laughs> no, no, Tiny Tina has been really good for okay. me. I've enjoyed okay. it. Okay. Just when I when I started playing it again after Horizon, um, I was like, because I only played Tiny Tina's two uh be able to talk about it like was it two weeks ago or so right, whenever it yeah. came out and i really liked it so much that i was like oh i have to stop playing it because i haven't finished horizon yet yeah um but after horizon was done maybe it's because the, the i i really like the story but when i picked tiny teens back up that at least that night um uh, i wasn't feeling it but honestly i just think it's because i was still very sick what chapter um, are you in four i think okay I haven't played too much of it, though. Um, yeah, so then I decided to start Elden Ring. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I, didn't, I don't know why that made me think that was going to change uh, my, like, feeling better of playing games. But uh-huh. I, was like, I, I was like, I don't have a lot of time left, so I'm just going to create a character. So that night I created my guy. I decided to go the magic route. So I tried to make as Gandalfy as a person as I could, but they didn't let you make long beards. So I was just a gray bearded dude. Um, so I saved it that night. I went back the next night to, to give it some time. And boy, do I feel like I picked the wrong class to try to play uh, <laughs> because magic runs it so quickly. And then as soon as you're out of magic, like your base tag is garbage. You know, like hitting them for two hit points. So if you don't have magic, you're 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 doomed. But I'm I'm insistent on trying that class more. Um, so I played. I haven't played it for too long. I played it for a couple hours, um, and yeah, I continuously get lost. Like I think I'm following the right path, and then I see a cave, and I go into it, and I'm like, oh, am I supposed to go in here? <laughs> no, no. Clearly, I'm not supposed to go in here. So, well, if you you can go in there though, so where where yes, yes, I go. It's fine. I definitely was able to go in there. That's for sure. (laughs) I just should not have been there yet. Um, But I'm not hating the game. I'm just trying to figure out my place in the game. Uh, So I will continue to play Elden Ring when I feel like it. Is really what it's going to come down to. <laughs> what do you think will make you feel like playing it, or like what do you? When do you think you'll want to? I think uh, there's points in the day. Every day, there's a point in the day where I think I want to play it. I just don't know if it's syncing up with availability to do so. Um, because with my limited playtime, I also wonder like, 
how much time do I want to put into this game versus what can I get out of the same amount of time in a different game? That's going to be my struggle. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and then lastly, I was kind of inspired by my wife because today my wife finished Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, Arceus. And I was like, oh, man, good for her. Like she works hard to get her, her test done. And then she wasn't playing at all before then. And then she kind of just got blessed with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was able to play more Pokemon this week and she finished it. So um, I jumped back in on the Switch and still feels good. I just got to put some more time into it. Gotcha. Uh, just depends on if I want to or not. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all. I didn't really play much more than really Horizon. So just a little bits of this and that in between. Uh, but yeah, hopefully I'll be feeling... I thought I was going to feel better tonight, but uh, <laughs> that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, but hopefully this week uh, I'll be able to get some more rest and, and play some games. Awesome. Anything else then, or should I cover what I have been playing? Please enlighten us with your so for, game. For me, it's all stuff that I've kind of talked about at some point before. Uh, though I think for next week, there will be a surprise new game that's not new, but a uh-huh. game I've been told I should play and I haven't played yet. So we'll see. But anyway, uh, Tiny Tina, that's kind of been my main focus, the game I've been playing the most. Um, I haven't had much time to play. I just I was kind of bummed because work had been super, super busy, and then it finally like slowed down. I was like, oh, awesome. Work is slowing down. We'll play so many games. And then I got super sick. So then I didn't really feel like playing games. So I also have been watching mostly <laughs> TV. Uh, but anyway, still playing Tiny Tina. Uh, I got to a point where I think, Josh, I think we're both in the, like the same chapter because I'm also in chapter four. Okay. Uh, but I went on this, like, I went to go do this side quest. And this side quest took me, like, I don't know, three hours. <laughs> it was just huge. <laughs> like, it kept going. And then there was these other side quests. And, like, there was this whole area that I went to that was, like, not part of the main thing at all. So that's kind of where I spent all of my time was overdoing all this other stuff. And I actually haven't progressed the main story at all. Uh, but I'm still enjoying it. It's still fun. I am running into the problem that I run into often in Borderlands games where, like, I will just, like, get, like, I can't find, like, one item to up. Like, I'm like, I, I need a new version of this thing. But everything I'm getting is, like, not a significantly better version of this thing. Yeah. And it gets yeah. always super frustrating. Right. And I yeah. feel like it's almost always my shield. Like, I have a shield that I'm like, hey, look, I got a legit good shield. And then, like, every other shield I get after that, instead of being, like, a good shield, is, like, a gray or green shield that has, like, no special abilities and is, like, a little bit stronger and a little bit faster recharging than the one that I have. has a whole bunch of fancy things. And it's, like, how is this shield, like, literally, like, my shield level is, like, or the the little corner score of my shield is, like, 92, and the guns I'm using are, like, 210 or 220, but I can't get anything better. Like, how is this possible? And I, I feel like that just happens every once in a while, like all the time in that game, I should say. There's always like one thing that I'm like, I just need to upgrade this thing and I can't find it or I have to spend like 30,000 units, you know, or whatever the coins are to like buy one that's better. And I just get so frustrated at that. I'm like, just give me a better thing of what I need. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. So, but other than that, it's been really good. I had a little bit of time there where I was struggling to find some weapons that I really dug or I, I had one weapon I really liked. But I kept like cycling through and just couldn't get another other gun that I like. But finally, I've gotten to the point where I have multiple guns that I like now. Uh, my melee weapon's really good. Really happy with my spells. Uh, but I got to at the very end. I finally got a new shield that I was very excited about. Uh, so overall, still really enjoying it. Uh, kind of like I've talked about. I just wish this game did more in the sense of like I want more ridiculousness. I want more 
quips and, and chatter from Tiny Tina and the other adventurers like in my guild that I'm playing this game of D&D with, uh, which I know is not D&D, but bunkers and badasses. Like, yeah. I want more of that, right? Like, I want more quips. I want more of that conversation. Uh, I really and I really think Guardians of the Galaxy what spoiled that for me of like that constant like quippy conversation that's happening. I feel like that should be happening in this game, and I just want more yeah, of, the, of the what's happening there. Uh, but overall, still really enjoying it. Um, also, been playing, and I know I this is like the game I play all the time, but I almost never talk about um, playing a lot of Overwatch again as well. Uh, so they have an event going on right now, and you know uh, we're about a little over a week from when the open beta or the beta for Overwatch Two is supposed to start. And Josh, you know, as someone who's played this game since launch in 2016, yeah, I am amazed at like how much they're hanging on. Like, hey, there's a beta coming in a couple of weeks that people might be able to get invited to participate in. Yeah, because there is an event going on in game right now, and typically for events they have like these special game modes that you can play, and they have all these new skins that you can get, and all this stuff. All the game modes is just having access to the, like the game modes that they've done previously. There's no new game modes. And typically what they do is that or like as of late, what they've done is like, hey, if you play a certain amount of times in a week, you get this one skin that the only way you can get it is by playing a certain number of games for three weeks in a row, a new skin each week. All three of those skins are skins that have already been in the game that I already have. Oh, no. And the five new skins for this are literally like remit. Like it's like, hey, we took this popular skin and made it white. <laughs> and they did that for five different skins. They just made popular skins white. Yeah. And it's like. These are all things you've already done. And like literally the, the new thing is white versions of skins that are now granted they were pretty cool skins, but still it's right. and that's it. There's no new emotes, there's no new sprays, there's no new like highlight intros, nothing. Literally white versions of skins that exist, and the weekly rewards are skins that everyone already has, or most people already have. Yeah. I just can't like fathom like how <laughs> This this beta really better be good because goodness <laughs> gracious, man, we are just running out of stuff, and it's just really like disheartening. Like having played this game as often as I have, as for long as I have, and I still have a lot of fun with it. Just like man, this beta really better hit because if if it doesn't, like I, I really feel like the people who are have stuck around are just gonna like bounce. Yeah, because like what are we sticking around for? You know, like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle. We'll talk about that more a little bit later, though, Josh. Um, but anyway. Okay. So I've been playing that a bunch just because it's still my multiplayer game that I play. And then Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, Josh, this game is so darn charming. I really, really like it. You know, uh, I, I, you know, when this game was announced, I thought it looked really cute. I was really excited about it. I was like, hey, this looks like a game I might really enjoy. This is a game that has a very strong chance of being what, like in my top five games of the year. Wow. Like it is just it's, it's great. It's just so, so good. Um, it has enough. There's enough like straightforwardness to it of like understanding what you need to do uh, that you can kind of get through the game without much issue. But there's enough complexity if you want to like be that collector and get everything yeah. that you can. And it's not things that are super, super complicated, but they are things that are like kind of charming of like, oh, like like one of the things to like get one of the, you know, hidden waddle D's was to like return five ducks to their mom. So you like, like, and I walked around and this duck started following me. I'm like, Oh, I wonder if there's other ducks that will follow me. And they did. And then I found this big duck and then I got the hidden waddle D. It was great. You know, like just stuff that like, you're like, I don't know, this isn't like a really challenging thing. And it's something you could have easily missed if you didn't walk to where that duck was. Right. But it's just, you know, fun, cool little things that happen. So it's a really charming game. I really enjoy it. Um, and I think if you have a Switch, I think, it, and and are into platformers of any type, which I know, Josh, you're not totally into platformers. Um, 
I, I think is a pretty easy recommend though, because it is a it is a fun fun game to play. Um, and so far I'm in like the third world, so I'm not really far. I'm, I've definitely taken my time with it as I'm playing it, but um, you know, there's these little like kind of challenge levels that you try to finish things as fast as you can to get like bonuses and stuff. Um, and those are actually pretty challenging. Like I've you know been able to like hit the like par time on a few of them, but some of them like I'm not even close. And I'm like, well, I'll come back later and try it again because I got through it enough, you know, once, and that's what I really needed. Yeah. But we'll kind of shoot for that par time later. But yeah, overall, you know, like I said, mostly things I've already been talking about, but hopefully next week um, we'll have a, a new game that, you know, has been told I should play. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But cool. cool, cool. All right. With that, we'll move on to our topics of the show. Josh, what's your first topic this week? Uh, what, do you want to do? What if, I, what if I do one topic this week? That's fine. <laughs> let's do that's totally one. Fine. Uh, let's do my second one because I think this is interesting. Okay. Uh, this is... Well, I mean, it's kind of something we've been talking about for a long time. Just finally, it seems to be marketed in this uh, in this way. Um, so Asmodee, who basically, uh, uh, you know, has such a large umbrella in the board game industry, covers so many companies. Um, well, with all these, the IPs they own, all these companies they have absolved, uh, they decided to launch what they call the Unbox Now board game label. Uh, and what it is, is it, it's a label that is meant to highlight uh, not only the best-selling board games, but board games they consider, um, what's the word I want to use, uh, the best that the industry has to offer. And so what that means is they're going to be putting out this whole new line uh, of games called Unbox Now, which are going to include free access to a digital version of the game as well, um, on board game arena uh, for online play as well, which I think is smart. You know, it's it's incorporating um, these new platforms to play games online that really gained a lot of steam during the pandemic and have pretty good production value. So it actually seems to be more accessible than what we're used to seeing, like when Tabletop Simulator first came out. Um, so the games in this label will, will be... Um, Catan, Rivals for Catan, Pandemic, Ticket to Ride, Ticket to Ride Europe, Seven Wonders, Seven Wonders Duel, Carcassonne, Splendor, Dixit, and Azul. Uh, I think that's a pretty solid lineup. But my question to you, to us, is uh, if we could add one more game, just assume it's owned by Asmodee, because I don't expect you to have to do the research for that. <laughs> um, if you could add one more board game to this Unbox Now label, what game would you add to maybe fit into this group of essential board games? So real quick before we do that, if it's cool, uh, what do you think yeah. about having Seven Wonders Duel instead of Seven Wonders in there? What are your thoughts on that? Well, they're both in there. Are they? Yeah, Seven Wonders and Seven Wonders Duel. Oh, I was just looking at the picture. Seven Wonders isn't in the picture. <laughs> yeah, it's not in the picture. Um, oh, never mind then. Okay. But it is included. It is included, it is. yeah. Okay, yep. well, never mind then. I take that back. But yeah, it like, would be weird. It would be weird if they included Seven Wonders Duel and not Seven yeah. Wonders. Well, man, now is this... Okay, this picture does have everything else, though, other than it doesn't have Ticket to Ride Europe in it. Yeah. 
or Ticket to Ride or Rivals <laughs> of Catan. Okay. That's important to know because I'm looking at the picture because it's just easier for me to visualize these yes. games. Yeah. Uh, well, Sticky, I guess my, the first thing that comes to mind, and this is actually a game that I don't own, but I know it's a game that's well-loved um, and a game that I think could fit in there well. And it is a game that's published by Final, Fan- Final, Final Fantasy, by Fantasy Flight <laughs> Games, so it could fit. And that's Marvel Champions. Oh, okay. Nice. I just think that Marvel Champions really seems to be a game that people really enjoy. Um, it, it's a game that isn't too, too complicated, but it has like kind of like a base, you know, game that especially if you're Asmodee looking at kind of like getting people into something, um, I think it's a really easy way to get people in. The Marvel IP is big and popular. Um, so it's something that people are definitely looking for. And it's something that, you know, um, has plenty of expansions that you can, you know, continue to like, make money off people if you want to look at it yeah. that way yeah. um uh, of uh really just um helping to kind of seed like or, or lay the groundwork for uh um for the game so yeah for me i think that would kind of be the the first thing that came to mind and i, I was really trying to think of uh games that were like under the asmodee umbrella so that's kind yeah. of where that came from but yeah i think that'd be my first pick what about you sir i would do century spice road Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they are back under Asmodee now, right? Oh, they own Plan B now, I think. Do they? That could be. <laughs> so I believe that that's the case. So I think it's still Asmodee now, technically. Um, uh, I know that, like, I would, pr- I would probably prefer to say Gollum Edition, but I think keeping it Spice Road keeps it like original to the first vision of the game, and it still is solid game regardless of the different art style. So I, I would add it. Also, I think like Spice Road fits more of this like tableau of images of like deserty and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tra- foreign that. tropical kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely add that to their, to that group as well. But I think it's uh, smart. I think it's great that they're doing this because if, if the marketing is good enough, people understand what this label means. Right. Um, and they'll be able to, or, you know, and as people ask us for a suggestion, we could be like, oh, check out the, you know, Unbox Now games from Asmodee. Yeah, definitely. Um, and w- this is what is like always so darn confusing about board games. And, and we, I know we've talked kind of about this before, but like, so when I look up um, just publishers on Board Game Geek, right, and I put in Asmodee, a whole bunch of games come up. But one of the games that comes up is Codenames. Now, Codenames is I've always thought of as a CGE game. Yeah. But when you look down at Codenames, Codenames has, there are one, two, over 30 different publishers who have published Codenames. Yeah. Depending <laughs> on the part of the world that they've published them in, including Asmodee. Yeah. So it is kind of an interesting thing to think that theoretically, like, Codenames would be a great fit for this collection of it's games. true. Yeah. You know, but, you know, how much of that or and how, how far did those rights extend to them? to be able to do this or can they only publish it in very specific parts of the world, you know? Um, Cause like I said, you know, check games edition or CGEs who tends to be thought of as the publisher for, for code names, but obviously right. um, they've had help getting that to other parts of the other world as well. So yeah, I don't know. It, board game publishing is just so weird, um, <laughs> but I, everyone has different expertise in different parts of the world. So it makes sense, but no, that's a really good pick too. That's a really, really good pick. So thanks. Cool. Any others or anything? How how well do you think this uh, unbox now is going to go? I think it depends on how they market it, really, um, or sign it. Like they got to get it out there so people who aren't into the board game side of stuff 
I'll see it. It needs to have visibility. Uh, I think it's a great idea. I'm glad they're doing it. Uh, They just need to market it well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, Josh. Uh, So then do you want me to just do one topic as well? I mean, that's up to you. I mean, I'm playing it based off of how I'm feeling. So so (laughs) that's up to you. Yes is what you're saying. (laughs) Okay, Josh, would you rather do my board game topic then or my video game topic? I mean, that's fine. I mean, I know you had a lot of quick bites, so we could do the quick bites thing or we could. It's up to you. All right, let's do the quick hits because the board game topic will still be good in a week from now because that stuff isn't happening for a while. All right. So my topic then is going to be a whole bunch of video game quick hits. Uh, First one, Josh, season two of Halo Infinite is right around the corner. Mm. Um, This is from, again, Games Radar and Alyssa Mercanty over there. Uh, and it says that Halo Infinite Season 2 is finally bringing new maps, and we finally gotten a good look at them. Uh, a Halo Waypoint blog post details the two new maps, Catalyst and Breaker, and a lot more that players can look forward to when Halo Infinite Season 2 debuts on May 3rd. And then it goes into a breakdown of what the maps are, kind of all of that good stuff. Um, Josh, first question. Yes. Are you excited for Season 2 of Halo Infinite? Ooh, what a good question. Uh, not really. I thought I would be, but... You know, I kind of really fell off that Halo bandwagon real quick. Um, when was the last time you played Halo Infinite? It's it's funny because I was just thinking about playing it again. So before Horizon came out. So probably I probably played it very uh, close to the release date of Horizon because I remember I fell back into that campaign a little bit. So okay. it's probably been, a, what, a month? Well, I mean, Horizon came out two in the end of February. Yeah, a month and a half, two months. Yeah, something okay. like that. Did you ever finish the campaign? No, I didn't finish it. No. Gotcha. Uh, what, what do you think you will go back and finish it? Yeah, yeah, I'll go back and finish. I still had fun playing it. It just, um, it ended up being like a pick up and play game more than a, I want to play this all the time game. Gotcha. Uh, what what would they need to do to get you to jump back into Halo multiplayer? Like, will you jump in now that season two gets started? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think they don't need to do anything extra special. I just need to make time for it i enjoy every time i play halo multiplayer i i have fun i enjoy it uh even like sean capri does halo saturdays and now i'm just old man who wants to be in bed uh so (laughs) i don't even want to uh not for lack of interest in halo just for life changes i think so yeah right now i'd rather play if i'm gonna play three hours of a game i'd rather play those three hours in a story-driven single-player game Okay. So Josh, to kind of sub- jump around a little bit on this, but to keep this, you know, closely tied. Um, also on Games Radar, there's a story from here in Cryer that says Halo Infinite player counts drops below the Master Chief collection on PC. Yeah. Uh, Halo Infinite's player base was lower than that of the Master Chief collection on PC earlier this week. As first reported by Eurogamer, Halo, Halo Infinite's total player count on PC dropped down to 7,842 earlier this week unfortunately that means 343's latest shooter actually dipped below the player count for the master chief collection which rose to 9123 concurrent players at the same time so josh i mean this isn't great right like this is probably not great news (laughs) yeah they seem to be sending a message uh i didn't know that uh the halo infinite multiplayer was getting dogged on so badly but um you know i don't play it enough to comment on on it one way or the other just that obviously with that many people playing master chief collection they're sending 343 a message some about something i'm not in the loop on um so hopefully they're listening i 
one thing I found very interesting was, you know, when Halo Infinite first came out, uh, they had Halo Infinite, uh, like competitive, uh, like major league gaming, like professional Halo tournaments really quickly. Yeah. And people were talking about how, like once the um, acquisition of Activision by Microsoft was announced and talking about like Call of Duty League and how that plays in and all that, everyone was talking about how like, you know, Activision really needs to learn from how 343 and Microsoft are handling Halo professionally to see like what they could be doing to make Call of Duty League better. Yeah. But now when you look at the numbers of like professional Halo viewers versus Call of Duty League, like it's like night and day. <laughs> like, you know, Halo came out and was killing it and it was doing yeah. really, really, really well. And now Call of Duty League, now that it's started back up again, it's just dwarfing it. Like it's not even close. Uh, so it was kind of, you know, I was loving Halo. I had a lot of fun playing the multiplayer when we played it. Like, and you know, like I said, I don't, I don't think I was that bad. Like I, I think I was playing okay. It just, I don't know, there just the stickiness of it wasn't there for me. Um, I know there was a lot of fun and cool things you could do in it. It just really felt like when I was playing it, games all felt really, really similar. And people who love or hate Overwatch, that's fine. That's one thing I will say for Overwatch is all games never feel the same to me. Um, and that's one of the reasons that game is just stuck for me is that um, it just every map match feels very different and like something different can happen in them. Um, and Halo just never really felt that way to me. Maybe it's because I wasn't good enough. Maybe if I had been better and was playing at a higher level, they would feel like anything was possible. But yeah, um, I, I definitely, you know, I didn't get very far in the battle pass at all. Um, I might jump, jump in it when season two comes out, though, and kind of see where things are at again. Because like I said, I I enjoyed playing it. It was fun. Yeah. It just didn't really have the stickiness to me. Um, I just hope that uh, we have some bigger changes because I think we need more than just a couple maps um, to really spice that up for me. But we'll see what happens there. So. So yeah, hopefully, you know, things keep dropping. Uh, hey, did you see the rumor about the um, Battle Royale mode that's going to come in Season 3 yes, or Season 4? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, if that jumped in, would that like get you back in pretty quick, you think? No, same no? amount. Okay, same okay. amount. Same amount. Cool, yeah. okay. All right, Josh. So speaking of which, uh, kind of the game that I was talking about earlier and talking about again, um, again, all my news always comes from Games Radar. It's just where I go. Yeah. This is from Brittany <laughs> Vincent. Um, Overwatch 2 Sojourn gameplay trailer also shows off new looks for other heroes. Uh, the latest Overwatch 2 trailer might focus on new hero Sojourn, but there's an eye full of new gameplay showing off other heroes as well. The latest teaser hit video hit the internet shortly after a Chinese version began making the rounds. It's also the second video this week showing off the game's first black female hero. Yesterday, we learned more about Sir Soldier's origins in an animated clip. And it goes on to talk more about the gameplay that was shown. Um, and not long after that, they did a, kind of like a developer uh, uh, developer update came out, kind of breaking down all of Soldier's abilities and all that good stuff. So it wasn't so much a leak after that anymore. Uh, but Josh, so it looks like, you know, this beta that's supposed to be happening soon, looks like it's actually going to be happening. Yeah. Overwatch League, which kicks off uh, Mother's Day weekend, so the first weekend in May, um he's gonna be playing based off of like a, a an early overwatch 2 build uh, so it'll be really easy to or interesting to see uh pros playing a game that you can only access if you get accepted to the beta so that'll right, be right. kind of weird to see <laughs> uh but josh here's my question for you um you're someone who's played a little bit of overwatch right yeah yep what would it take for you to get like what would activision blizzard have to do to get you to pick up and jump in and try overwatch 2 oh that's an interesting question I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't have a problem with Overwatch. And I don't, I guess I wouldn't expect them to change the game. It would have to be like a dramatic change to the game to get me to come back, I think, to try it. So 
I don't know that that's something they would ever want to do because of, you know, their fans. So I, I don't know what they could do um, because I genuinely just don't have a problem with the game. Um, if anyone asked me to play Overwatch with them, I would. Like we played, you would invite me to play Overwatch with you a bunch and I would play when I could. Um, so honestly, Overwatch 2, I'll probably just want to play it when it comes out because um, at least it's part of that, you know, everyone's playing it momentum. Yeah. So I'll, I'll still end up playing it. I just don't know if it'll, how long I'll stick around for. Yeah. Uh, it, it is surprising to see that last, I think last week, the Overwatch subreddit was like the third fastest growing subreddit on like wow. in general. So they're clearly like having this beta coming is like clearly driving some people either to for the first time or back to Overwatch. Uh, but it'll be really interesting to see because it, it you know, it's so weird that I watch people on Twitch who are pros who are like scrimming during the day with their teams and they're playing on Overwatch 2 and then they come and they're playing Overwatch current that everyone else has access to like for their streams and everyone's asking them questions about Overwatch 2 that they can't answer like they can't talk about it right so it, it's just a very it's such a weird world to be in it'd be like seeing like your NFL players doing an interview and they're like well we're playing a new type of football next year we can't tell you about right. it uh but just rest assured like since you know football, it's gonna you're gonna like generally understand what's happening, right? But we'll, we'll unveil it soon. You just I just can't tell you anything about it right now. It's just really kind of a weird thing that you would see anywhere. You only see in video games, yeah. but so be that. Okay, just a couple more stories here, then we'll kind of move towards wrapping things up. Uh, Cyberpunk 27, 2077 is getting an expansion. Mm-hmm. in 2023 josh now you were someone who really enjoyed cyberpunk you mentioned yes. this earlier uh will you you know a will you stop in and play you know another run in cyberpunk starting with another per like style before then will you jump in with the, when this expansion comes out what are your thoughts on cyberpunk 2077 right now josh yes i did start a new campaign recently which oh, i you did plan on uh continuing at some point um, after the official like next gen patches were out, I started a, a street kid story. Um, uh, I don't have any. I don't expect this to come out in twenty twenty three, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it comes out, it's fine. I don't need an expansion though. To be honest, um, I really enjoyed what I played. Happy to play it uh, again on the next gen patch with a different like. Um, character path just to see the differences and um yeah i like the game as it is i just hope more people play it so when you say um do you just think this expansion is never coming or do you think it's coming like after that i just think why are they just why are they putting release dates on things they haven't Uh, learned they haven't learned (laughs) just say you're working on an expansion that'll be fine you're just setting yourself up for failure well, hopefully, I mean, 2023, that'd be, you know, two years after the game came out, right? Yeah, but yeah, but look at the state of the game. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, but the game's supposed to be fine right now, so. Yeah, two years after it came out. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, still on my two playlists at some point, so we'll see if that ever happens. But Cyberpunk, still on the two playlist, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. All right, second to last quick fire story here. It seems that the governor is interfering uh, and this from Austin Wood over at Games Radar that the lead lawyer of Activision Blizzard lawsuit resigns, accusing the California governor of interfering with the case. 
Uh, Melanie Proctor has resigned to protest the firing of Chief Counsel Jeanette Whipper. One of the lead lawyers uh, previously working on California's Activision Blizzard lawsuit has resigned to protest alleged allegations from the state's governor. Bloomberg reports that Melanie Proctor, formerly Assistant Chief Counsel for California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing, resigned to protest the firing of Jeanette Whipper, who was the prosecutor's boss and chief counsel at the DFEH, which filed the lawsuit accusing Activision Blizzard of a frat boy culture permitting sexual harassment and gender discrimination. According to an email sent to DFEH staff and seen by Bloomberg, Whipper was abruptly fired by the governor. Proctor and Whipper both notably moved away from the lawsuit in recent weeks without explanation. So, Josh, it seems that uh, maybe the reason that uh, they moved away from the lawsuit was because... uh, the California governor, Gavin Newsom, was getting a little bit uh, worried about what was going on there for his friends at Activision Blizzard. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, on a sitting <laughs> governor interfering with the Activision Blizzard lawsuit and everything else that's going on in this? Does this surprise you? Was this news you were, I mean, shocked to hear? Like, what were your thoughts hearing this information? Maybe 10 years ago it would have surprised me, but I'm so jaded with politics <laughs> now that it doesn't surprise me the least but. I wonder why. I wonder why this could be happening. Oh, you know, zero good. Uh, and, and in this crazy lawsuit, it doesn't really surprise me that there's shady political dealings involved as well. It just yeah. stinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting because um, the story goes on later. It says that. Um, the office of the governor repeat, repeatedly de- demanded advanced notice of litigation strategy and of next steps of litigation. Uh, Proctor claims that in her email that Whipper was abruptly terminated after she pr- attempted to protect the DFEH and affirms that she's resigning directly in protest of the interference, interference in Whipper's termination. Justice should be administered equally, not favoring those with political influence, Proctor's email concludes, per Bloomberg. So it does seem that, you know, there's some people at least, uh, or the accusation is, is that there's people high ranking in Activision Blizzard or with Activision Blizzard's attorneys that apparently have some pull at the governor's office who uh, were then, you know, making life a little challenging for the folks trying to right. litigate that <laughs> that lawsuit. So this is, you know, kind of like you, Josh, my reaction was like, I'm not really surprised. Right. Like people in power know other people in power. Like that's the way this goes. Like you don't become the the CEO of Activision Blizzard without knowing probably the governor of the state your company resides in. Like those things are not surprising, right? Yeah, they meet at rich people parties. Right, exactly. The places that you and I don't get invited to, Josh. Correct. So hopefully that, you know, this lawsuit gets to continue as it should based off the information that had already been presented. And hopefully, you know, there's some other ramifications for both, you know, Governor Newsom if this, these allegations are true, but also for, you know, Activision Blizzard, like that seems like additional things that probably should go against you of like, hey, not only did you do these horrible things, but then you also tried to like politically maneuver uh, to get out of your responsibility uh, to face these obligations or to face these charges in court. And that seems pretty crappy. So. Yeah. All right, Josh, my final story then. Uh, really quick. How long had you mentioned you played Elden Ring for? Uh, like, I don't know, two or three hours probably. Gotcha. Well, Josh, I, I mean, I don't understand because apparently you can now beat the game in under seven minutes. So I'm not sure what you're doing, uh, but you should yeah. have beat the game like 20 times over by now, Josh. That sounds about right for uh, Souls <laughs> game and me playing it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so again, over from Games Radar and Awesome Wood, um, the Elden Ring speedrun 
rec- world record is now six minutes and 59 seconds thanks to an unbelievable run from Distortion 2, who broke his own record with the first sub-seven-minute clear. Just yesterday, Distortion 2 announced bold plans to pursue a sub-seven run after cutting Red- Red- Elden Ring's any percentage category, which simply involves hitting the end credits in any way possible, down to a scant eight minutes and change. Speedruns usually change incrementally with small discoveries and refinement shaving off precious, precious seconds. But occasionally you'll see comparatively massive leaps, and that's how tight this Elden Ring speedrun category has already gotten. The Sorcerer 2's latest attempt is certainly oppressive. Uh, Josh, have you by chance watched any of these uh, speedruns for, for Elden Ring? I have not. I have. I've, I, I just clicked on the one that you have that is in the story, but um, I haven't watched any of them though. So what they do is kind of bizarre uh, because apparently. If you like, they do this thing called zipping. Yeah. And apparently, if like you block and like just your character moves forward, just like you're standing in the right place on the map and you move forward just enough, you will actually like teleport to complete other sides of the map. So it looks like because you'll see him standing there and he's blocking and he's just like stuttering, stepping. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he'll like zip to like a completely different part of the map. Um, and it's pretty like. I, I'm always impressed by their ability to do these things, but what boggles my mind is how do they ever figure this out? Like, at what point do they figure out that they can do this, but yeah. then all the places that they can do it in all the places that they can make it work? Because uh, sometimes it's like completely to the other side of the map. Sometimes it's off the map that then they just fall for a really long time. Sometimes it's under the map. Sometimes it's like to get through like boss doors and skip bosses. It is just absolutely bizarre. Uh, so, Feel free to check it out. It'll only take you seven minutes. Uh, and you can see someone beat Elden Ring in six minutes and 59 seconds. Um, and I think the only boss you ever see is the final boss, I think. Uh, so if you don't want to be final, spoiled for the final boss, then I guess avoid it. But uh, otherwise, pretty, pretty impressive. Josh, if there was a game that you could become a speed running expert in, what game would you choose? What even is the point of this? This is stupid. I'm what? watching, like, how do you get any enjoyment out of this? Because you do it faster than anyone else in the world can, Josh. That's the enjoyment. But you're cheating. How's he cheating? Nothing he's, is there. He's, he's exploiting not, the game. A game. Exploiting a game bugs glitch. in the game. Yes. In yeah, a single player game. In a single player game that's not harming or hurting anyone else. That's true. I don't understand the point of why waste your time. Um, I don't, you know, I understand that there are some very talented speedrunners. Yeah. Or genuine skill. Yeah. Um. I think it's fascinating. I have no interest in watching speedrunning, though. But um, um, I do think that uh, it's a fascinating thing that happens. <laughs> uh, what I will say um, when it comes to especially the speedrunners from games um, is that even though there is a ton of cheesing and things like this that happen, yeah. they also tend to be very, very good at the games. That when they go into boss fights and when you see them go into boss fights, sure. uh, they tend to wipe the floor with them without much issue. Um, so that just isn't always the fastest way to beat the game is to actually fight them, you know? Sure. <laughs> All right. So that we're going to move on to prediction time. Obviously we record on Sundays and post on Tuesdays, uh, but we do want to give you one prediction of what we think is going to happen between the time that we record and the time this podcast posts. So Josh, what is your prediction this week? Well, I had a really funny Kojima goof on Twitter, but I choose to believe that nothing Kojima does is an accident. Uh, so I think this week we will get, it might not happen Monday, but maybe we'll, uh, 
Kojima is actually going to make a, a an announcement, a game announcement or a studio acquisition announcement, something involving Kojima Productions. Uh, I, you know, it's just, it's really hard to tell what is up his sleeve sometimes. <laughs> what do you, like, do you think there's a, do you think he's going to get acquired or do you think he's staying independent? No, I mean, there's so, there's been so many like legit rumors about him actually having a project with Xbox that I can't see him going exclusive to Sony. But I think if he was to go exclusive, he would go to Sony. Yeah, I my I tend to agree with you. I think he probably has multiple irons in the fire, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him have a a game with each right now. Yeah, he has an Xbox game, yeah. and he has a PlayStation game. That wouldn't surprise me at all. So uh, that's a good one. Um, for me, my I used to always just say PlayStation, but I feel like PlayStation or Xbox, like someone's got to announce something soon ish, right? It like, seems like it, right? We're overdue because PlayStation has. None, no first party games have a date for any PlayStation games now yeah. moving forward. They're all, <laughs> all have been released that had like solid dates. Like God of okay. War had like the 2022, but that's it. Like, so nothing has a solid date. And for Xbox, like, I think Grounded is supposed to come out this year. Like, that mm-hmm. has a like 2022 date. And then we know from on Bethesda's side, we know that Starfield has a date and that Redfall is like later this year. Sometime this year, yeah. But like that that's it, right? So like for all the other Xbox studios, like we don't have dates for anything else, right? Correct. Not that I'm aware of, at least. So I, I feel like someone's gotta like put a date on something at some point here. Like we're and I know you that you know so. <laughs> you know that obviously things are just different in the world and it's harder to put dates on things, but goodness gracious, it just seems so weird that like we generally know of a lot of games or through leaks and rumors have a pretty good idea of a lot of things that are happening but have very few concrete details on what yeah. anything is actually happening. So yep. I feel like someone's got to do something, but maybe you're blank. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome with that, Josh, any emails or anything this week? Ooh, I don't know. And if we do, I'm sorry. If I'm sorry, Paul, if we do, I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't notice. That's I blame, okay. I will, blame COVID. <laughs> we will, we will hit up next week. Then that's for sure. So with that, we'll move on to our recommendations for a well-rounded life. Obviously we're a gaming podcast, but we want to give you one other recommendation. We're currently into that's helping mm. us live that balanced life. Josh, what is your recommendation this week? Well, there was a few things I went back and forth on. I still want to talk about Halo, but I'll wait for that. Um, but being sick, I did take advantage of um, my lack of wanting to move. And I knew I didn't need to move to watch TV. I could just lay down. Um, so I binged uh, Severance based off of everyone's suggestions. Um, and yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think the hype got too much, I uh, got a, too much a hold of me where I watched okay. the first three episodes and I was like, oh, okay, this is good. But I mean, uh, I was told, I've been told it's way better than this. So I just, I didn't fall in love with it maybe as much as the people who were like genuinely surprised about what was happening. Although I didn't really know what the story was about. So it was still surprising to me um i think it's very well acted i think it's very well done um i would say i think every episode gets better than the last yeah um so i mean if you can low if you haven't watched it just lower those expectations a little bit um but i genuinely do think like um very good for a season uh a very good um uh, season finale episode um, they give you just enough to want to come back, but not too much where you're like, okay, I can see where everything's going. So, um, 
I like how they ended it. So, oh yeah, I would recommend Severance and Apple TV Plus. Yeah, I think the first six episodes are good. Yeah. But the last three episodes are great to me. Okay. Yeah. So I, I would agree that like, I really, I liked the first six episodes, but it very much is like really, really setting mood and character and tone and like stuff happens, but not a ton of stuff happens. Like it really yeah. is like getting you like immersed to understand what the world is. So it's a slow build, but I think once they get to the episode that's called Defiant Jazz, which is the third, like yes. the third to last episode from there to me, the show gets really, it gets good. Like it really is good. And like I said, this isn't a situation to me where it's like, well, it takes six episodes to actually like be worthwhile. Like it is just going to be a lot of setup um, at first, but uh, yeah, I really liked it, the show by the end. I think it was definitely worth the watch for sure. So I'm glad you enjoyed it, Josh. Thanks. Um, for me, what I have been watching is Barry on HBO Max. Uh, Barry is the story of a uh, hitman who decides he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. So he goes and uh, decides he wants to become an actor. So he starts taking acting classes while also trying to balance being a hitman. And it's a really interesting show because... It, it does a really good job of having of like really creating an anti-hero where mm -hmm. like you're really rooting for this guy but darn does he do some crummy stuff sometimes um have you watched barry yes i love barry okay especially like the end of the first season i was like oh you son of yeah. god oh, <laughs> oh man and yeah it just it makes it really really hard to like want to root for him but you still do and it's yeah it's 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 pretty good. So uh, if you and I think they just started uh, the third season just started releasing. Um, and I know there's at least one more season that has been uh, booked or contracted or however you want to look at it. So uh, not too bad. So, yeah, check out Barry on HBO Max. With that, Josh, what do you say we wrap this show up? Oh, let's do it. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. In addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at Board of Fiji, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Board of Fiji. So feel free to give us a five-star rating over there. Also, if you want to communicate in a more long form or you're just not feeling social media, please feel free to email us at boardwithfiji at gmail.com. We tag our stuff with hashtag boardwithfiji, so please feel free to use that hashtag as well on all your social medias. And whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is, whether you're downloading us from this Tower Network feed, or our very own standalone board with video games feed. Uh, you can find me on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, Steam, Twitch, at Why So Serious, that's S-I-R-R-I-U-S. -R -R Kyle, where can people find you? So you can find me on Twittergram, Twittergram, Twittergram. Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation <laughs> Network, Xbox Live, Board Game Geek, all at Cyclocross, C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S. As always, if you have suggestions for future topics, be sure to reach out to us on the social media because we want to talk about what you want to hear about. And remember, everyone, whether it be board games or video games, never stop gaming. Kyle. Josh. Sounds like Rost. I just wanted to uh, send you a little message. I believe you've known each other for quite some time, but you've never met in person. Well, as an outsider, I understand that. But keep training. Keep focused on each other. Have each other's backs. And keep broadcasting that podcast. You're doing God's work. 
All right, guys. Take care of yourselves. Best of luck. Rost. <laughs>